electronic and digital because the world yes is- i know but one day one day we'll be in person and i ain't seen you in a month of sundays in real life yes so in a minute yes since the last time i was in la which was what two years ago maybe yeah so with all that being said how has your quarantine been i mean all things considered mm-hmm. it's it's been pretty pretty decent um we have a, a pretty nice apartment thank god and we have a backyard um, which is we're not in it now because we would melt. But in general, that was helpful to be able to go outside somewhere mm-hmm. and create our little space. Um, and we have like a kind of a pod of people we see because we're not trying to be, apparently, you know, the, the pandemic is over, at least in like Atlanta and parts of New York and even parts out here. I don't know what people are doing, but mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just, just in case it ain't over, you know, we've been sticking to, you know, the rivers and the lakes that we're used to. Um, <laughs> And uh, it's been good. I got a job uh, about two weeks ago. <laughs> so, Listen, it's, it's all about you, know, you know, so we trying. We trying to figure out music, but I think we're, we figured it out, I think. So it's been pretty good, considering. So what's like the creative space been like? Because some people, I feel like, are overproducing now. Like, thinking about um, Terrence Martin, if he dropped one more EP. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, sir. He think he's Mila J. And then it's right. He thinks he's <laughs> And then it's he was giving us Mila J. Who are who just like just can't produce. So like, where are you on that spectrum? I'm both. Uh, there was like a period where I was like, okay, let me. I was like, let me boom, 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 and then I just kind of like stopped um, and wasn't trying to force it and was just really trying to. I'm always having existential crisis when it comes to music. Um, <laughs> so and then I get to a place where I'm like oh it's cool it's fine and then I'm back at the place like what's going on why am I doing this what's the point um so I had a few of those um the tail like probably the last month or two um I've gotten to a place where I'm like no I should I should make music and just you know keep going and, and see what happens and I've over the past literally definitely like couple years like last three years I've changed what success would look like and mean to me and, and who I want involved in that success, you know, et cetera. Um, and then I co-run a label with my executive producer, call over everything. So that was cool to kind of plug into like that and plug into other artists, you know, stuff um, and have time to kind of figure out what I want to do with mine. But yeah, I've been like, I'm more in the like overproducing now. Like I'm about to probably put out some stuff and record a lot of stuff and and come hit the tail end of 2020, 2021 with some stuff. But for a minute, I was just like, why am I here to do this? What's the point? Nobody's listening. Nobody cares. Not uh, the way you be looking. The people be, like, on your line. I was about to say, we're ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you sing No Halos, like, every two seconds. So Yes. Yes. Lady, that's my I around, so look. I appreciate you. I appreciate both of y'all. So who have you been listening to in quarantine? Because I know it's been giving a lot of people time to like delve into people 
projects you ain't listened to a mad long artist you never heard of etc because the content is out yes for a minute it wasn't and then you know especially the girls have been just bow 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 so i'm like really excited about black women right now <laughs> um uh so i was listening to like because they kind of came out when it first happened so like chloe and Haley made me really happy and then brandy made me really happy and then Victoria Monet made me happy, and then Aziyah made me happy, and then Jasmine came made me happy, and then earlier I discovered, uh, what is her name, Cecile, Cecile, what's her name, Cecile Moreau Savant, something like that, I have to get her, she has three names, but she's like a jazz singer, mm-hmm. like jazz, kind of operatic, she's really cool, I think you might like her, um, I'll, I'll send her, I'll send her to you, um, but she's cool, like she sings standards and some other stuff, and then I was, um, Listen a lot of like Afrobeat stuff. I've been kind of all over the place. It's been it's been kind of nice. And then we had a day where we were like listening to like old alternative stuff. So we were listening to like Incubus and like System of a Down and shit. Like we've just been kind of all over the place. It's been a, a fun listening quarantine for sure. And we are Team Avia over here. She was actually our first. Uh, yes, I saw. <laughs> <interview>. <laughs> um, yes, that's the homie. Yeah. I love her so much. Said everybody that I've been listening to, like Chloe and Halle been blaring through my speakers. I've rewatched their BMA performance of Ungali Hour approximately so good. 749 times. Uh, yeah, I need to rewatch it actually. <laughs> Over again on loop. Um, she named everybody. This new Jasmine Sullivan song is actually going to kill me one day, but I can't stop listening. Yes, yes, but, heart stop. Oh my chakras. God. It's a, it's like a country song. It is amazing. And like the, the girls are like, we can do everything. You stole it from us. And then we're going to just be the blueprint and show you that we can do everything on one song. You know, it's like, I love it. Let's go. <laughs> Crushed it. Well, first of all, we did all this talking and we didn't even do an official intro. We always do that on the podcast. We just start talking. This <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. And he'll be like, who is this other voice? Like, that they can talk <laughs> Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. So, if you would just give us here, Sean, a full intro to who you are and let the, the listeners know who the doll is, if they don't already know, but a lot of our people, our listeners already know because, hey. Know girls, yeah. Um, but, go ahead, if you want to go and introduce yourself. Um, okay, my name is Sierra Sean. Um, born and raised in San Francisco, you know, so I'm a, I'm a hippie and I, you know, also have been fighting in community and in service of community forever. So that's, you know, my thing. I'm a singer, songwriter, like I said earlier, I now co-run a label called Over Everything. Um, we're a nonprofit label, so we don't assign artists. We just help them with their projects and help to get uh, distribution. Um, and we do uh, educational things. We had two panels actually before the world shut down, one in the Bay, one in LA. So we're building that up. Um, I also do now, I'm a program manager um, at this organization, Black Women for Wellness. Um, and I've, I am in charge of their youth program. So I'm in charge of other comprehensive sex ed stuff for the youth. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm just out here, you know, trying to save some babies, you know, trying to put the positive energy in the world to combat all the bullshit. You know, I love Black people. And, uh, you know, we're just out here. I don't know. <laughs> and she sings. <laughs> Damn. Hopefully, though. <laughs> That's like one thing about fear I love. Like, you know, some people, when they sing, it's like veins is popping out. You can feel them really fighting. Sierra just go off but be chilling. I can tell. <laughs> so 
like notes just be coming out and the dog just be like pooched. <laughs> Chilling. Um, so it's just so many like ways we could go. I actually wanted to talk a little bit more about the label. So tell us more about this idea of a nonprofit label. I know I've never heard of that, and that's a super interesting no. idea. It's like something yeah. to be really beneficial in the industry, and we need more of it. Yeah, like my boy Mars, um, shout out to Mars, really dope producer, dope dude, also from San Francisco. We like met out here officially, which is funny because that's the universe. Um, but we're really honestly like bringing that ethos, like that community ethos to the music business because it is like people still, it's like these very predatory deals and just like bullshit. And like, it's like, why can't we just work together? Um, why can't we just have equal shares and cuts of things when it, you know that makes sense and so for us we we were like how like a lot of independent artists especially him being a producer and doing it so long that we have you know around and we want to help um without having to be predatory without having to take their stuff um like there's some songs we'll you know we'll work on um one of our artists anjali who's dope um who lives in dc actually and she's a south asian and she's been getting a lot of love and we like kind of crafted some of her songs and I wrote on some of her songs. So in that way, you know, there might be some publishing or master or back end like that, but we're not taking your masters. We're not signing you to no 360 deals or anything like that. We really just want to steward you to distribution. You know, if you know the first thing, if you want to sign a label, you know, we'll figure it, we'll help you figure that out. You know, make sure your deal is cool. Make sure we set you up to a place where you can get a decent deal um, if you want to go that route. Um, and then we really want to uh, democratize kind of education in music. Like there's a lot of stuff, even when you've been doing music for a long time that you just don't really know about because they make it complicated on purpose. Mm -hmm. um, and so we want to do, we're going to start doing like some short um, run videos. Um, like I said, we've done two panels and we want to continue to do that. We might do a virtual one, um, but we really, really enjoyed doing the panels we did because it brought a lot of people together. People met each other and have worked from those panels. They got a lot of education that we, that they didn't have before. We called music industry people that we knew to be on the panel. So they got, you know, firsthand advice from, from label execs and managers and stuff like that. So we want to just keep doing, doing stuff like that, have showcases where we present our artists and just be the difference, you know, be what we think the music industry should look like, especially at this point, there's no reason to still be so predatory and so capitalist, you know, with your mindset. It's like, let's get this together. You know, there's not, there's such a scarcity model in, in a lot of these things, but especially mu music. And we want to combat that. So it's kind of the gist of, of over everything and what we're doing. I was literally just talking about this. Somebody asked me, do people still get like shitty deals musically? And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every day. Like, the fuck? Yep. And y'all been doing the label how long now? Um, he started it by himself, but he didn't really like get it off the ground. And then we ended up going to this um, incubator in the Bay called Zoom Labs. And we basically decided to join and partner, partner on it together and flesh it all out. So it's been about it's over, just a little over a year, maybe. Now what is time? Now I got to think about stuff. But yeah, I just maybe a year, year and a half, like a year or something like that. Yeah. I forgot three times that today was Labor Day. It's only because what does it matter? Because right. <laughs> we know are responsible and not having barbecues. That's how we didn't remember. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's not a regular holiday. A different set of friends, we'd be at a barbecue right now. We'd be, yeah, we'd be at a pool party or something. Not, no. Like, because people are wild. Eh? It's really crazy to watch. The internet. Yeah. Because you just see everybody doing everything. Like, 
So we appreciate the content coming because we gonna sit our asses in the house. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, make some content so I can watch it. I can listen to it. Live <laughs> vicariously. Yes. So, Muse, do you have any more label questions? Um, where do you guys see that going? Like, like I said, I think that that's something that could be really beneficial in the space in general. So, what is like? the vision or the goal for that like how many artists do you want to take on at one time like that type of thing yeah um the that's a good question with the artists at the one time we actually a couple weeks ago sat down and like counted out people we're like oh okay there's kind of a, a good little roster that we're building um i think we're open i think we you know we're not going to do too much because we want to be able to actually um concentrate on people and give them what they want but there's no uh limit yet but i think the the goal is definitely to get investment um, because we're not signing people to deals. We definitely need some some rich folks or some folks who, you know, usually would uh, invest in music tech or something. So, you know, think about investing in us or something like that. Um, somebody who needs a good tax write-off, you know what I mean? You know, the new, new age benefactor type situation. Um, but we want it to last, you know, a long time. We want it to turn into, you know, an independent alternative uh, to a lot of these, you know, where we're talking about these shitty deals and this this predatory stuff, because it's not even just the deals. It's like people just kind of leave you to the wolves. You know, they sign you. There's no A and R, and sometimes for real, there's nobody for real in your corner, especially as a young person. You know, I'm trying to navigate it. So that's also something that I want to expand on um, in the label, like wellness stuff and and making sure like you're you're cool and you have your goals set and you're not just kind of flailing, you know, in this industry because it gets lonely. It gets hard. You know, so we definitely just want to be that juxtaposition to to the kind of predatory stuff that's happening and eventually force, you know, those the more people that are doing it like us, you know, will force those bigger majors to do that because people won't accept that shit anymore, you know. And you can kind of tell, like, aside from the, the loneliness aspect, I think that people disregard the fact that you still need some of those processes in place. Mm -hmm have their artists stranded doing things on their own. Mm -hmm. the consumer is smart enough now to know like, okay, she must didn't have no A&R for this project because we're yeah. connection. Like we yep. talk about that all the time. You can tell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely folks like y'all. To have this kind of guidance from another artist because previously it's just some suit that's like, oh, you should do exactly. that. But they don't exactly. know. They're not artists. Exactly. They're not necessarily creative people. So it's like the artist, the, um, what do they call it? The peer mentorship of artists to artists, mm -hmm. I think is super important and will allow artists to advance way farther than they could if they were relying on, you know, whoever the suits are that are involved mm -hmm. here in their business. For sure. It's like, we have all these, these gatekeepers who like, you know, are in charge of these magazines and in charge of these labels. And it's like, y'all are are dorks you know what I mean like y'all aren't the cool kids y'all aren't talented you know and this is not everybody but y'all know you know mm -hmm. there's so many people where it's like how did how are you the arbiters of cool like how are you gatekeeping me you know what I mean so right. have you seen yeah. we met <laughs> <laughs> hey, we not even on the same way boo you know, but. so speaking of let's kind of walk through your discography for people like maybe it'll be cool for you to do like a project by project kind of breakdown so like wow. <laughs> the pressure is on look you're here now um, because you also need people to understand that like you are not like a newbie like you're yeah. able no. to run this label because like you know ghost was what 2013 yeah 
So it's been a minute. You've been out here for a while and been like putting out music consistently, like making waves, the pressure way all the way to Insecure, which you want to talk about later. Um, so yeah, we just want if you could like just give kind of like uh, maybe like a where you were in your life at the time, the personality of the project, any like favorite songs or like must listen from the project. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, a retrospective. Um. Let me see. It's like funny because in my head, I was like, you know, give yourself some flowers, which is one of the projects. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> I love you. Um, yeah, so I've been doing music for a minute. Um, I was putting out singles. I have like EPs, one EP that I think is not actually on anything, but I still have the CD um, that I made a long time ago. And then I have a little EP um, that's actually on Bandcamp still, I think that was pre-ghost. Um, <clears throat> and then I kind of shifted. Uh, I was trying to figure out my sound like kind of right before I moved to New York um, and put out two singles called Dusk and um, Icarus, mm -hmm. which people really dug, um, which were actually knowledge beats before he kind of blew up. Um, so oh, that was dope. God. Shout out to my, yeah, um, my, my, my old homie, Christine. She knew him. She, now she works for like Apple or something, but um she was kind of helping me and so that was dope those still those still actually sound decent um so those are some old CR shine if you want to look i think they're on youtube baby um and then also a knowledge uh beat was my song you that ended up on ghost um so you uh kind of led into to ghost and i when i got to new york i was working with this producer haas um we crafted uh ghost and ghost was like one of my first projects that I felt like as a whole project was like, okay, this is Sierra Shine. Like, this is what, um, you know, I'm trying to present, you know, to people who know me or haven't heard of me. Cause it was definitely an evolution from my other stuff. Um, and, you know, worked on that between working and going back and forth and figuring it out, Paul's done it for a minute. Um, music is so crazy. Like I was this, this woman was trying to manage me and she was whack, but she ended up giving me, getting me this good beat. And like, she ended up giving it to me, but she didn't like tell the producer. So, I, because I've been there before, but people didn't like credit me or pay me for stuff. I like hit him up like, oh, da, 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 da. he was like, I don't even know what's going on. Um, I was like, okay, well, you know, what, what is it? What can we do? And he just like kind of dropped off and let me still have it. So, so I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> he didn't charge me for it or anything. Um, so that beat ended up being leave everything. Um, uh, I was about to say, <laughs> oh, you can't just tell us that that was what the one. No. <laughs> That, so was, that, um, that is how you close a project, okay? Thank you, thank you. Um, and that, like, uh, yeah, that just kind of, like, came. I was like, I'm going to kind of do something. It was kind of before people were singing like that, too. Like, it was kind of, like, pre the Bryson. So I realized that now. I was like, it was, like, pre-Bryson. It was, like, pre kind of the Ranger type of shit, you know, that I sang over this trap beat, you know what I mean? A pioneer, a legend. Uh, but yeah, that that one kind of became a sleeper hit. Like that one was like people just that kept popping up. That lasted for a long time. People were still playing that years um, after, and it, it goes was dope because people were playing that like years after it came out. Um, people were still hitting me up about that. And with Ghost, it was cool because like I was performing a lot in New York, um, so I actually like had a good little run in New York. Like I got recognized a couple times at a restaurant. Like one place was playing my shit on Pandora. Like I was doing, you know, my you know, good sis Steph was writing about me in Saint Huron. You know what I mean? So, uh, Ghost was a really good, I think, introduction to like who I was and who I was like trying to be. Um, so yeah, leave everything's good from Ghost. Use good from Ghost. Um, 
I don't know. So it's only seven tracks. I said, you know, dig dig into everything. Follow me is cool. Um, you know, fool, 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 fool is your song. You know, <laughs> you know. I, I tried to give you everything. Though, I had to play some music. He was like, wait a minute. No, seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, because I was singing. Oh, I, fooled. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, look at me, I'm singing. I'm like, um, yeah, yeah, actually, because <laughs> I wanted to give like, you know, I think Ghost was like, I want to do as much as possible, but still keep it cohesive. You know, so it's like, fool is like my ode to like, you know, Prince kind of, kind of thing. And like I said, leave everything super different. And, you know, so I was just trying to like, make sure like, cause I've listened to so many things growing up, you know, especially our generation. I always talk about like 96, 97 as being such a like, for, formed me a lot besides like the, the list, the, excuse me, the music my mom was listening to. Um, but it was like, we were able to like watch MTV and watch VH1 and have all these different genres of music back to back, you know? So I was listening, be able to watch Brandy and Usher and Radiohead and, you know Nirvana and then Diddy and then Mariah there was all these people so like all that's in me and I think Ghost was like one of the first projects where that that it came out and it was very cohesive and like very much like this is me you know um so Ghost is really really that's one of my like favorite favorite projects for sure um and then after Ghost was yeah my flowers project it was supposed to be a trilogy um, I ended up not really finishing it because um, was, it was like kind of in the midst of me like figuring out music, figuring out if, if I was moving. So it was like a lot kind of going on um, with flowers. But I just wanted to do at least, you know, seed something, you know, before whatever the next thing was going to be. Um, so what can I talk about? Flowers just kind of like, it was just kind of like an interesting kind of random project but I did try to con- do some concept in around it you know I made a little t-shirt we had like a whole little you know flowers thing that we did around it to market it or whatever but it was really just like literally like give people flowers when they're here love your people love your friends tell them you know um and that was probably one of the first times I like coined the term like uh, dystopian love songs because I have a song on there that's basically like a love song but talking about if the world ends basically um because I'm a nerd and so I was like, you know, it's time to infuse more of my, my nerdiness in my music. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was cool. Uh, so then like, it just, I think I like moved right when I was going to do the third thing. And I was like in a, you know, when I talk about my existential crisis and existential crisis mode a little bit, as far as like what I wanted stuff to sound like, I had kind of switched producers. Um, so then it was kind of a long pause between the next projects. I moved to LA. I was kind of like doing shows, but then I like paused especially like 2016, 2017, which is like a, was like some people's like spectacular year mm-hmm. and some people's like boo-boo years. <laughs> um, and so like 2016 was weird. Like it started off kind of cool and then it just like went downhill. And then, so 2017, I was really like, what's, what am I doing? You know, what do I really want to do? Um, put out one single lost and did a video for that um, just to kind of get out there again. And then ended up meeting up with Mars um and the you know after that we just started working really just every week like we met we finally met like I would like kind of hit him up over the years or whatever and then we finally met and then that one session we just didn't stop you know so it's been almost pretty much three years maybe almost three years and so we started off just kind of making music um Wrong Speed actually was one of the first songs that we did um <laughs> And that was supposed to be maybe like a, um, just a pitch song. We were like, we started and I was like, maybe we, we were like, well, maybe we could pitch it to somebody or for somebody. And then we were talking, he was like, do you want to just make it your song? 
we'll just switch some stuff around. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and so it came out really cool and it was already out for not long, but maybe a, a month or two. Um, and then the insecure thing happened. Um, and it was through, it was like through Afropunk contest. So I was just like, I'm just going to sit in on fluke. I don't even know if it went in because their system was so weird. So I did it. And I was like, I don't know if this worked. I hope it worked. Um, and then a couple months later, we got an email from Kier, who's a music supervisor for Insecure. He would start just email. There was no like introduction. It was just like, oh, hey. Uh, it was just like logistics questions. Oh. <laughs> so we were like, okay. So we were just answering all these logistics questions. And, and I'm the type of person who I don't like to get excited until I know it's the thing. Right. right. <laughs> yes. I was like, I need definitive answers. So I was like, I'm not going to get excited about this. It seems like we are either, we either won or we got to be at least top two, top three or something, the way they're asking us these questions. And then towards the end, it was like, oh yeah, here you go. Make sure this happens and this happens and you won. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks y'all. Um, <laughs> and that was like, probably one of my first tastes of like major label stuff because it had to go through like RCA Sony and then there was like a sample in there we didn't know was in there so we had to like search for that sample and the sample is this guy um damn I just blanked on his name what's his name he's a really popular producer he has all these sample packs that he's like makes so much money off his off his production off his sample packs Uh, because some are supposed to be free but you know if you the song is successful. We felt like he could get some money, so we had to get him a percentage. It was just like a whole thing. So a scammer. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it it turned out cool. Like it was on a scene. They actually played it, you know, in a really cool scene for a very actually long time. Um, so it was like a really that was a really really cool thing because I always wanted something in you know a show or a movie, and I like Insecure, so it was like really awesome to be in a show that I actually liked. Um, and so that definitely help some things I think it would have been bigger if we didn't have a damn sample in it though because like, there's another song with the same sample I'm like y'all producers please sometimes um but it was very much like my first kind of like song that got like really big on like streaming um and it was like a lot of people's first introduction to me and so we followed up pretty immediately with islands after that um <laughs> thank you uh which I love which people really love like people like I'm 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 a weirdo, so I'm just always surprised. I'm just I want people to like my music because I think it's good, but it's just always like love when people really like it. Um, and Islands is one of those where people just like kept liking it. Um, and that's actually how I met Azian, um, my boy Corey, um, who was trying to manage me. Um, knew some people was like sending the song to people, and she actually like responded and reposted the song. Um, and so we you know became cool through that. She's so cool, um, and and just talented um and so that was you know getting some traction and then after islands we pretty much had finished the ep um i was putting finishing touches on things i was like really um putting finishing touches on wolf especially because it was i wanted it to be very particular (laughs) thank you (laughs) so this was my introduction to you because we were standing on an episode and i was like let me go back and do my due diligence and this like tinder like, I know we have, like, a list of questions, but we need to talk about vocal production, songwriting, like, the hits. Me and Stephanie need to know. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would love to. Let's do it. We're here. We're here. We're at Tinder. Um, so, from those two songs, Wrong Speed Islands, we were making stuff, and I was like, okay, like, this is, the sound is developing. I finally want to put something else out, because I didn't just want to put anything out. 
Mm -hmm. um, that I wanted to really like, I wanted this project to be, um, for people who already listened to me, I wanted it to be evolution. And then for people who didn't know me, I wanted it to be like a slap in the face kind of introduction. Um, and you know, that's, that's how Tinder, you know, kind of came about. So we could go, we can go into it since we're here, if you want to. So, real quick, the bass guitar throughout the project is like, it's, it's Blake. Oh, who's doing that? Like, I need to know yes. how your fingers work because it's like present. It lit yeah. up like the motivic through line of yes. the project. I was like, yeah, that's most that's mostly Blake. Uh, he's worked with Bosco too. Um, he's worked with a lot of people. He's a he's a he's a beast. Um, Blake is a beast. I'll send you his uh, Instagram and stuff. Uh, this cool ass white boy. Um, he was like on tour with uh, Michael Bublé and shit. Like he's just a beast. Like he's a beast. He's just crazy shit yeah and he's so like cool and humble and he's a monster um and so we like wolf especially was like he started playing the bass mar started playing guitar i just was like singing and that one was like uh, from scratch but even from even though the scratch track was crazy so i was like this is gonna be crazy we i have to like i'll come back to you because <laughs> i know you're gonna be crazy and then we just were trying to figure i wasn't really particular about it because i was like this is a you know, it's not gonna be a hit hit because I'm not big or whatever, but like this is a, a good ass song. Um, and so we went back and forth for production. Like I was driving him crazy because he was like giving me drums. I was like, those aren't the drums. I was like, this is the sound. I was like, speed this up. I basically co-produced the song. I'm not on there, but like I was on my I was on my Diddy. I'm usually on my Diddy with my music though, but that wolf was like, I was like, I need this, I need this. No, mm, this is ah. Um, so I'm really glad that like that finally came out the way I wanted it. And we did a video for that one, which is like one of my favorite, my favorite music video that we've done. Cause we had a little bit of budget, shout out to foundation distribution. They gave me a little money. Um, we were actually able to do a video, just, you know, just something, you know, people need a little something, you know? Um, so that one was one of the early ones too. Um, you know, Halos was, came out dope. And I appreciate you muse for like, because I feel like people sleep a little bit on the halos. You know what I mean? I feel like it's, you know, so I appreciate that that shows. <laughs> you losing it. No, like I'm about to pop. When we were like editing how we were going to go about doing this episode, I was like, I need to talk about songwriting because all of my Instagram captions come from Tinder at this point. Like I'm still listing things that you have said that's like embedded. Do I follow your Instagram? I gotta. Oh, it's happening today. If not, yes, if not. <laughs> I was like, Steph, yeah. Ask her something about songwriting. I need to know what was going on in that head in that studio. I mean, I'm just really like about songwriting. Like, I like even as a kid, like the people I liked because I grew up listening to like what my mom was listening to, um, and you know she always had great taste in music. So I ended up, you know, really like an R&B kid, like a jazz kid, even like listening to Barbara Streisand and Bette Midler. Like, I was an arts kid, voices. you know? So, you know, voices, you know? So, like, my thing is, like, voices and songwriting. And I can listen to people who, would, if that's not there, you know what I mean? But that's what I kind of grew up on. Um, you know, just reading books. I'm a, I'm a book nerd, you know? Like, I read all the time. So, for me, listening to somebody like Mariah Carey, you know, who was, write, who was singing like that and writing, inevitably, in a fucking R&B song, you know what I mean? <laughs> So that's kind of like, like because of Mariah. It's like she was really giving us the words, you know. 
Um, and so, honestly, I had to cultivate that because some early songs got too much going on. You know what I mean? I will admit that myself. It was too much. You try to do too much. You try to be too esoteric and shit. Just calm down. Um, but, like, really getting with um, Mars, who's a really great songwriter and who really, like, respected my songwriting. And when, when we wrote together or when I wrote something, he either would push it further um, or, you know, really having a collaborative relationship with writing, you know, and really feeling more confident in my writing. Cause like for a minute I was like, you know, feeling that too. Like, what am I gonna write about? What's going on? Um, and so we really dug in on the songwriting, you know, cause it's just like, there's just a lot of music today where sometimes it's not important, you know what I mean? But sometimes I'm like, damn, like this would be a really good song if this was written better, you know, or, or this would be like, or I would just like some people to like put in a little bit more effort. Um, and Tinder for me too was like, as a, as a, not an old, I'm not old, but I'm grown, you know what I mean? And I felt like there wasn't enough music for, you know, you know, there wasn't enough music for people who were grown, you know what I mean? Who have real relationships and real lives. And, you know, and especially as a, as a queer woman, we definitely wasn't getting enough, you know what I mean? Um, and just women, period, like women, women like me, you know what I mean? What it doesn't matter. Cause it's like, I like to be talked to like a grown woman, you know what I mean? And I felt like there wasn't enough music that was cool that was doing that. Mm. Um, and so we really That's wanted- distinction <laughs> to the cool part too, right? Because I think a lot of people, and I not to cut you off, but that was just so important. I kind of want to like sit in it. No, yes. Like, oh, well, y'all be listening to all that city girls, but y'all don't listen to, and they'll put some like super like deep artists. <laughs> and it's like, you can be deep and be cool. It don't gotta be deep and stale. And a lot of who y'all try to push on us are deep and stale. Yes. Yeah. And you can also be deep and ghetto. And people <laughs> think city girls being ghetto as if they not saying the same stuff that Michelle Nigarcello said a long time ago. Like they right. just the same stuff. If you that's your girlfriend, she wasn't last night. Last night, yeah. <laughs> It's like the way you say it, you know. Oh, even Erica, um, Erica said your booty oh. nigga, but I still can pull your nigga. Like <laughs> exactly, well, you gotta pay attention. <laughs> and that's the I'm thing. It's like about people's husbands. Like <laughs> exactly, I ain't still nobody too. So that's, yeah, that's the one thing I don't think about. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, like I just feel like, especially with like R and B, used to be the cool shit. You know what I mean? Um, and R&B used to be the cool shit, not having to sound like rap music, you know what I mean? And I, and I like that. I listen to hip hop, I listen to rap. I'm Don Tolliver is my motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the, the new ones where I will listen to him just like I'm listening to some other shit, you know, but I'm like, it just, it lost some of this like cool, you know, it lost some of this like singing, you know, because it just, it, like, I have a whole theory about, you know, the music industry and mediocrity, but we won't go into that here. But you know, it's just like a lot of the yeah. girls who could who could yeah. sing were like <laughs> and a half. It's a holiday. <laughs> it is a holiday. Um, but a lot of the girls who could sing, you know, I think we're just like, what are we gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like people like y'all wanted it, but a lot of people weren't responding to it, you know, or they weren't getting the type of production or the songwriting pr to present them in a you know in a way that they should have been. And I just always go back to this this Quincy Jones article I read. Um, when he was wilding out, when he was doing those articles, just telling everybody's business for like two, three years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> this made waves. Like, we were talking about this for a week, I feel like. Yes. Yes. Everybody's business. Everybody um, his business, everybody's business. But he said something like, you could be the greatest singer in the world, but what's the song sound like? You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> you could be the greatest rapper in the world. 
you know you could be the greatest musician in the world what's the song so it still has you still have to have a good song you know and a good good song is a whole bunch of different elements you know and so for me on on tinder i think me and mars really went in there like you know rigorous you know what i mean i'm trying to have my music be added to a canon of, of art you know what i mean like i want my shit on par you know with the people who inspire me you know and even some of my peers so we really wanted to go in and like i said i wanted to talk to women specifically in a very particular way um that i don't think enough people were talking to them especially black women you know um you know like i love y'all you know and i want and y'all need we need um that love and, and to be especially like over fucking 18 like over 21 you know 30 year olds you know what i mean it's a whole different life that you live in you know it's a whole different set of set of rules and and for me it was like i was listening to jill and carl thomas and all these things having you know thinking i'm in relationships really emotional you know over emotional you know what i mean that's my favorite one of my favorite albums you know i was like 15 16 had that shit on tape you know <laughs> before it came out and they bought this shit and i'm like yeah i want to be the person that a little 18 year old is listening to like yeah this is how this shit's supposed to go this is how this shit's supposed to sound listening to Bilal at 20 21 and then listening again and, and realizing what the fuck he was talking about you know what I mean like you know I want to inspire people for real you know and there's a because there's people I want you to have a good time too you know I want you to like you know do what you need to do to it um but I wanted to really like make some good ass R&B you know and so we really tried to to go in and, and take our time with it. And so I'm just, it makes me really happy because you two, you know, are definitely the type of people I make music for, you know? So it's, but to have you like it is, is, is really awesome. Thank you for that. That's everything. Real quick, y'all, because I know me and Muse want to stand specific songs and need you to like break them down piece by okay. piece. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I've been drinking so much water. <laughs> Stephanie is a crazy person and she do something like this every time that we are on something. Does she? Yes. So we'll take a break right here and we'll be back with more Sierra Sean. <laughs> She's so funny. She is hilarious. Everybody wants to be a Okay, y'all, we are back with Sierra Sean, and I am standing still. So, I was blasting the whole literally on the way back home so that we can have this conversation, and it's just like miracle content. Oh my God. Thank you. That was, that was a, 
<sighs> that was a song. You first and no halos probably are like my two of my favorites. Like just, awesome. Yeah, you first is a favorite. You first was like started off as somebody else. He went playing and somebody else had started it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't think, you know, they're gonna finish it. We wanna just flip it. Um, and then we had the idea later. I had I had the it was me, yeah. I had the idea later to slow it down um at the end. And we just wrote that whole other part at the end. Cause I love a, you know, I love a good slow down, I love a good switch up, you know. And I was like, all the stuff I love, let me do it for my shit, you know. <laughs> so that came up that came out dope for for you first. Stuff about you first. I want to know, like, I'm really interested lately in vocal production and so how people make certain decisions. So, like, when you, like, who came up with, like, how did y'all come up with the melody of, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and I was like, okay, okay, like that. Like, what, did y'all already have the melody? Did you, like, what's that? Because I, let me see. I was just telling you that song, he had played it and somebody else had already like started it. Um, I don't even think they had, they just had the, they just had some of the hook, I think. Um, so I don't think they even had that melody. So I think, yeah, we made up that melody. How do we even come up with that? It just, it just felt right, I think, with the, the groove of the beat. Um, we just, because I can't even remember, because he started making me um, do melodies first before words. Um, and so that has been helpful. It's still not like my go-to. A lot of artists do that, you know, because it's just like top line and then they'll write later. I do, I still do both because um, I still write so much. Like when something comes to me, I need to write it down. So I don't like wait, you know, for the melody. But I think that definitely, excuse me, helped my songwriting um, to start doing that at least sometimes. Um, to just kind of be free, don't worry about words yet. Just come up with melody because it's just kind of, you just kind of feeling where the, you know, where the track is. Um, so that, so that definitely opened up my melodies, definitely as a songwriter, um, doing it that way first and then kind of building the words after. So I think that was one of those. I think we might've, I wonder, and I'm trying to remember if that was one of where we just had the melody first and then we, then we just got the words together. But you first was, was fun. You first was fun to record too. Cause that was when I came back to, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna add this. I was like, Oh, I'm gonna add this. And I was just telling me, I was like, Oh, I think we should slow down and do a whole new part, you know, at the end. Um, so that was, that was really a fun one to, to mess with too, to record. I say this every episode, I'm lyric children. So if I get triggered by the lyrics, it don't even have to be something that I've experienced before, but I'm just like, Ooh, I felt that because like in you first, it kind of sounds like you are letting someone know that you are putting them first and like whatever they are going through, it's fine and you can handle it. And that kind of carries over into no halos too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not an angel. We can work on this together. Like I be in the stands up. (laughs) It's bad. I love you. No, I love that. And that's what I meant when I listened to it. So I'm not. I, I love that. I mean, yeah, because I love lyrics too. So, so that's why I'm like, I need somebody gonna appreciate this. You know, they'll interpret it how they need to interpret it, but I need somebody to appreciate this. That's, <laughs> I'm writing for people, like for sure. So that makes me really, really, really happy. And just for you to to say that, because I did, I'm very particular about the order of my songs and the sequence of my songs. So, like, it is very purposeful that you first is before no halos, you know. Um, no and so, for you to like pull that out, you know, I was like, that's that's awesome for me because like I was very very purposeful about the order of ghost I was very very pu- purposeful about the order of tender um sequencing is very important to me because I'll listen to somebody I'll be like this was a great album I just wish maybe they would have 
but that other song before that other, you know, just because I, because I, I read, you know, I'm such a reader. So I love movies. So I'm all about narrative, you know? Um, and so for even in my, my songs and my projects, I still wanted to have a, have a narrative kind of through line. So that's dope that that, that worked out good. <laughs> you did it. You did that. That is what you did. What did you do? That. <laughs> and also like, wait for it reminded me of, and like what I loved about Tinder was it felt like you have really like, stepped into like this new era of like yeah. Tinder Sean and yeah. wait for it though kind of reminded me of like I think the first time I ever heard you sing was I don't even know if it's even still on YouTube was when you were singing um um Andre 3000 um uh, prototype? prototype yes yeah. and you're like at the Marcus books or wherever yes. in the video and it took me back to like the first time I heard you sing like it was something so, to use the word cool, like something so cool and like groovy about like how you sing and like how you make music. So it's like, it's something like, I was like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, wait for it, wait for it. Like, like, somewhere we're all white, just having a good time. Like, I love it. Oh, it was the nigga I came to see. You know what I'm saying? In linen. Yes. Like, that I, that's why I, I i love that song so much and it's weird because like you ever like wake up and certain songs be in your head that is true. and like a few <laughs> weeks ago all i could hear all day was just something like i really love and like over and over and over and over and over and i was like this song is the groove of a lifetime like yeah. i don't know thank like, you yeah that, that was my biggest it might still be my biggest song to date, which is dope because we did it and it was kind of a weird song. It's kind of a country R&B song, you know, really, um, you know, pre, you know, your little, little Nas X and shit. I was like, well, let's, I like this guitar lick. Let's figure this out. And we just did it. Um, and people were like really responded to it. I was really, really happy. You know, I was like, I think the song's cool. I think this is a cool song, you know. Um, and then people really, really dug it, you know? Um, and I did, I wanted it to feel like you're talking about, I wanted you to feel groovy. I wanted you to feel sexy. You know, I wanted you to, it just, yeah. You know, I try to, you know, I'm a mid-tempo mommy. So like, I was really, you know, I was in my mid-tempo bag with that one, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is funny. And that's the thing, women don't feel sexy in music anymore. Like everything is like, oh, you too want much. my life, let's drink and have sex and make I don't want to hear all that. I yes. want to feel like I'm in a silk dress at the soiree on the edge of the water, at the water's yes. edge. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, like, that's what, like, water, I mean, water, wait for it, really, like, gives me every time I hear it, whether it's I hear it in my head or hearing it down to whatever streaming site. My head always down to the Spotify. Or, or whatever. Um, but, yeah, yeah that's good. like, so can you talk about the um, songwriting process for Uno and like how that song came? Yeah, Uno was like the literally the last song I recorded. I was like, I, I need another song. I was listening to production and I was like, I need another song, I need another song. Um, I think, is that Chris Keys? That might be Chris Keys um, or somebody else. I had checked and I heard this beat and the original, he had already, I think he had already given it to somebody, um, but he ended up making a new one basically. Um, and that song is all me. I like wrote that by myself. Um, I always wanted a song that just kind of sounded like the music that 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 era of like the Musinas and the Jack Davies and the mm -hmm. there was like a particular nice little 
uh, Georgia Ann, you know, like that kind of Iman, you know, uh, that kind of sound. Um, and that production gave that to me. So I was like, and I always wanted to do an interlude that would make people mad. Um, because I always wanted to do like a real good interlude where people were like, ah, wait a minute. <laughs> Why is it over? Why is it over? Um, and so, yeah, like that just came. I just wrote that like pretty quickly. I think I had maybe one of the lines and then one day I just knocked out the the whole song um, and wanted to have fun with, you know, the melodies and, you know, did some like some round, you know, some round stuff in there. And um, so that's one of my little, my little favorite little, little very short songs <laughs> that, that I've done. Um, and I was cool. That was actually uh, Jack from Jay Davey. Um, ended up hearing that song in particular and that's one of her her favorite songs I, she had me do a, sh- a showcase she had like a she has a showcase that she does um she only got to do a few of them um and so I did the the last one um and that's how she she was like yeah I like that she was like you did stuff that like I would want to do you know on a song you know she was like I, you, you did some stuff like that like sounded really cool like that I would do like she just really so I was, that was just like you know life done <laughs> I, I love that yeah so that really was like okay you know really is what I wanted it to be you know to have that those kudos from her was like huge that's a big stand I love I mean we stand Jack Davey just stand and I know Brooke now too so I'm just like you know whatever else happens in music I've hit certain things where I'm like okay I know I'm all right it's like Luke knows who I am but likes me Jack knows who I am but likes me so (laughs) I'm doing something right you were saying how you've like redefined what success means and looks like for you so like what does it look like now and how has it changed from like previous ideas um you know I think a long you know a while ago before you get older and realize you know all the the bullshit of music you know you want to be on a label and you want to do this and you want to do that um and I probably stopped wanting to be on a major label unless it was a very particular one like years ago um, and then, you know, my journey was like, maybe, you know, I'll just sign some, I definitely, I think at this point, unless it's a very particular type of deal, want to stay independent, you know, I don't really want to be a part of the system, um, in that way. Um, so I think for me now, it's just like, whoever it is, whatever it is, I do need, you know, some people, you know, to, to help, you know, kind of help me build out infrastructure and help me get opportunities. Cause I'm doing shit, you know, besides Mars, besides, you know, you know, wifey Alexis, you know, who does all my, my visuals and stuff and we collaborate on stuff together. Yes. Uh, um, it's mostly just me doing stuff, you know, it's mostly me going opportunities, me getting booked by myself, you know, um, just stuff working off word of mouth and the, the, the quality of the music and, uh, you know, and me working hard and being, you know, pretty easy to work with. Thank God. Um, so I've been blessed in that way, you know, but I do need help. You know what I mean? I need somebody to get, you know, me to the next level that I think the music deserves. So that's kind of just what I'm looking for. I'm not really looking to to sign. I don't have any desire to be a millionaire, nothing like that. You know, for me, I just want to be a successful artist. And there's, you know, some fame that will be a byproduct of that, you know, but I'm not in it to be famous, you know, I'm in it to be successful I'm in it to like genuinely inspire people and and make people feel good you know like when y'all talk to me about how my music makes you feel like that's what I'm doing it for you know um and I would love to make enough money off it that I can live and like have a family and you know what I mean like if I can make you know I won't say a number but you know what I mean like I said I don't you know I don't have to be a millionaire doing this you know what I mean but 
I also don't want to be beholden to a system that's going to take 90% of my shit, you know, um, or get me in a 360 deal or, or not really know what to do with me, you know, for the reasons that we talked about earlier and just have me sitting, you know, so I'd rather keep figuring out on my own until I, you know, run into the, the person or the people or whoever, um, that's going to help me get to that next level. Cause that's where I am now. It's just like next level time, you know, I think the, whatever the next step is, is the step, you know, I think I've, I've built it up enough. Um, and, you know, having these kind of conversations and actually talking to people, I'm like, oh yeah, people are listening, you know, people listening, people are waiting. And so it's just getting to more of those people, you know, who I know will, will dig, dig the music. So that's kind of, that's where I am. And I'm super like, you know, Steph, you know, you see any of the Twitters. I'm like, you know, light, lightweight militant out here, you know, anti-capitalist out here. So, you know, I can't really be a part of too much of a corporate system anyway. It's not going to work. So, you know, I'm out here trying to, and I want to be an example of like, you can have success without being beholden to these systems um, and adhering to these really predatory, you know, you know, oppressive scarcity model type things, you know, like if I can be successful, you know, with my nonprofit work in, you know, <laughs> you know, really genuinely loving music, queer, black, you know, as then you can too, you know, and you don't have to sign away your life or work with people who don't have your best interests at heart or, or not, or don't have integrity, period, you know. I think that like, you were one of the first, like, indie people, indie artists that I was seeing that had crazy visuals. Like, you and Alexis over the years have made such amazing videos can you like talk about like y'all synergy and like how y'all like come up with these concepts and like alexis eye is crazy like every video i'm like well tell her that because she always like "Mm, uh, mm." (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we just ended up you know working together we work together pretty well you know we have we think differently so we always have to like get through get through that but like I'm just really blessed that she's such she's so brilliant you know um and we really genuinely can work together and just kind of congeal you know all our ideals or I'll have an idea she can expand upon it um and I just really wanted to have that be a part of the music you know that that I that if I could you know and wanted to do stuff you know we never have like I said Wolf was the 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 one where we really had a decent budget um, but I still wanted to like present a different aesthetic too, you know, and, and an aesthetic that also rested on my music and not the other way around, you know, um, because I feel like a lot of people have really great aesthetics, you know, they, they got their stylists and the videos are cool and they're cute and they're taking all the pictures or whatever, but the art isn't good, you know? Um, and so for me, <laughs> Muse. Because <laughs> we talk about this all the time. All the time. I'm thinking of all of the different artists that I could be like next, but I don't want to be messy. No, we don't. Yeah, we're not gonna name nobody. Um, about shit and things, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to like definitely still have that element, you know. Um, and we just, I'm, right now, I'm like very much because videos are a lot, and people, you know, watch in different ways, especially when you're independent. Like sometimes people don't really watch your stuff, and so really being smart, especially around Tinder. Um, that we did the first couple of videos, but that we really just started doing the the short form stuff that we started doing, um, which really got a lot of like traction. Um, and so really kind of being smart about like, why am I doing a visual? Um, kind of what, what kind, where will it live? 
Um, you know, I think Wolf, I thought, you know, was like, you know, a dope song and a pretty big song and deserved a, a dope video. Um, and so that was cool to be able to do like a really cool video for that. Um, and for that to live and for that to, you know, get, I actually got to promote that again on YouTube. Um, but for that to like really, you know, also be introduction and like having, having Tinder come out and, and kind of let people know, like, we over here grinding, you know, by ourselves and what we can still give you this, you know. Um, so imagine, you know, what we could give you, you know, if we, if we had some, a real spotlight and some, and some real investment. Um, but yeah, like really always wanting to also being a queer woman who looks how I look, you know what I mean? Wanting to show myself too, you know what I mean? Sometimes I don't want to, but I also think that's important, you know, um, to have, you know, a particular image out, you know, of a black woman and of a queer black woman and of R&B too, you know, I wanted, like we talked about cool, you know, like I love fashion. I love to, you know, dress or whatever and um, wanting to present that too, you know, to, to the public. So we thank you because we try. We be over here trying. Alexis is, is not never satisfied. <laughs> but I'll be telling her, like, we doing good stuff, girl, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I appreciate y'all for, for saying that. And I kind of wanted to also, because um, you brought up a couple of times about being a queer woman in music, like right now, it's a real surgeon. Like, so I think Sid kind of like really, well, Michelle and Daniel Cello, but for our age group, I yeah. feel like really broke the door down mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. For and sure. then we got, you know, just a few weeks ago, Victoria Monet singing about fingering Kalani, and we're like, <laughs> that's great, love it. So yes. I'm in a decade. Yes. Um, you know, yes. a lot, huh? Oh, I was saying, no, I was saying yes. On there, and then Kalani's response song, uh, "Hate the Club." I hate the club. Yes, yes. 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 But then even before that, Kalani had Honey about her girlfriend and looked exactly like her. Yeah, they were twins. Yes. Um, they were so cute and just like beige together. I love Ooh, they were. They were cute though. Um and so like we just talk a little bit about like like how that has so I think in some ways has like freed up a lot of people and I think also makes the music a little more authentic now. Mm-hmm. But remember we were growing up and Luther be singing and you like, come on, Lou. <laughs> like, so- like the song still hit, but it's a oh, yeah. when you really know somebody mean what they sing it. Uh-huh. Freddie Jackson. So wait. Oh, Freddie. <laughs> Tina Ashe recently said that she was, you know, bi as well. Like, oh, I think she did say that, yeah. I don't Lella on her first project. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dropping some her pronouns. I was asking, yeah, because we. I was always wondering about about Kalila. I was like, are you? What's happening? You be acting like I don't know. I already knew. But like, let me know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's it's dope now because, as you know, even when I first, you know, was even around Ghost, nobody was really. It was like Sid, me, Tiffany Gaucher. Oh, the dog. Who Sid even? Ghost. Okay. But, red yeah. wine. Red rum. Okay, the melody is red and it's rum. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the girls, you know, wasn't a lot, especially the, with the women, you know. Frank helped, for sure. Um, but, yeah, so it is really nice now to be 
be able to do it, you know, and, and not be like, people still out here being homophobic, which is like, it's 2020. Weird. Like, what are you That's doing? Weird. It's just weird to me. Yeah. To still be homophobic, to still be transphobic. I'm just like, y'all, what? People are just out here living their lives. They're not bothering you. They probably actually contributed more than you are to the world. So how about you just... Um, so that's dope, you know, just be able to be, you know, out in music and sing genuinely. Um, I think it's interesting because when something is supposedly new, right, then it gets, it starts to get a little commodified and you just have people out, um, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Um, we're, you know, the music industry is like, oh, let me find one too, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who, you know, maybe isn't necessarily talented, but you found one, you know what I mean? Because um, that's the thing now. Uh, so there's definitely some of that to combat. But other than that, like, I'm happy about it. You know, like everybody should be able to do the, be themselves and do them and, and express that in their art. You know, it doesn't make sense that for so long people can express themselves like that. Like it just, it's nonsensical. Um, so that's been cool. And I think that, definitely was a barrier to my success I think you know when I first started um and so that and I think some of that is still there you know what I mean Ozzy and I can talk about that Tiffany can talk about that I'm sure even Sid you know Sid got lucky in a way just because she came out with our future and so she kind of was insulated with all these dudes you know what I mean um and so I think that definitely helped her but I'm sure she could talk about it too you know so it's definitely still out there but it's this is finally like the climate where you know that shouldn't in in a lot of spaces there's still some but in a lot of spaces that won't be a barrier to your success and that's been really dope i feel like sexuality shouldn't be a hindrance in any capacity right art wise especially if you are going to be reaching the masses of people yes anyway yes (laughs) for all of us so what is next? Like, what is up with new music? What's coming down the pipeline? Like, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? I know you said you were going to try to give out more content towards the tail end of the year. We nosy and we want to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm definitely putting out um, just a, a little remix project for Islands. Um, there's like three tracks on there. Uh, the people did some really fun, <laughs> some fun remixes. Yes, get it. Yes, get it. Hey, sorry, that's my shit. Um, so we put out some really like fun, totally different uh remixes for Islands. So that's coming soon, uh, maybe October, November soon. Um, and then I recorded a whole new song, um, which is kind of a, a cool. I'm. It's the sound. It's not a new sound, but where I'm messing with stuff again, um, where I'm kind of like blending genres even more obviously. Um, and so there's a song "Running Home," which I actually accidentally put on SoundCloud for like five minutes, and like two of my friends heard it, and I take that down. Um, I was like, let me make that private. Um, but both of them are like really awesome song. My friend who's a singer, Sonic, who was like, yeah, I was listening to it, and I felt like I wasn't supposed to. Did this make sense? <laughs> I was like, no, you weren't. Uh, but my one friend had like already posted it on Instagram. I was like, Girl. right. But I was, yeah. But I was like, thank you. I felt such support, but it was already, you was already feeling it like that. So uh, that's called racing home. So that will come soon after 
the remixes. I'm writing some songs now. Um, so I think the songs I'm writing, I'm excited about. I think how the the potential of how they can sound. I think they're they're good. I think hopefully people will like them. Um, I think I also have to figure out like, especially when this first kind of started, like what do I want to write about? You know, like what do I want to put out? Um, and it's like it's just write about the same stuff. You know, we still living. You know, even through pandemic and social and civil upheaval and all that shit like people still need love songs people still need living songs like we still out here living life you know um so you know that was a word people still need living songs (laughs) yes you know like it's like everything is because and and that helps you get through these things you know and that helps inspire you to fight these things and you know for me who has always worked in service of justice and community or whatever I I don't write a lot of the songs that directly deal with that because I think it gets corny, you know, and it gets, it can get disingenuous. Um, And so for me, musically, it's like my, the genuineness and the vulnerability comes from me writing something genuine and me writing something vulnerable, you know, Um, not trying to like affect something, you know. Um, We were just talking about, I won't name the person, but they like did a music video and like the video like had all the like, videos of the black trauma and people getting arrested and all this like old black panther footage i'm like you it's a love song you know like why didn't you just make a video of for the love song like we need the love song video i know exactly what you're talking about my friend i know you about it and, I'm like, Damn. and i agree because that particular song made, like i sobbed to it at night like that song is just because i'm in a place right now i'm very clear <laughs> that song is and I kind of felt the same way, like, even though, like, in interviews, you know, the artist was saying, like, I had wrote this song this way, but then it became this other thing, and that's why, whatever. Yeah. I still felt exactly what you said. It's like, that would have meant so much more for me, who's so attached to the song. Yes. So, like, see her and, you know, her partner in a video working the things out that she's talking about in that song. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm right on the borderline in that. <laughs> you know, borderline. But um, yeah, like I just feel like we need in the in these moments in particular, like we need a whole bunch of art, you know, and we need art that inspires and makes us imagine and makes us love and makes us think. Um, and and so that's what I always want my music to do. But especially in this moment, I was like, what do, what am I adding to this moment? You know, it's it's twenty twenty. You know, as a nerd, as a futurist, I'm like, it's twenty twenty. Like we out here, you know what I mean? Like shit is floating in the air. It's like in pandemics. It's like actually, this is all on brand. I feel like for twenty twenty. You know, so it's like as an artist, you know, what am I contributing to that moment? And um, you know, wanting to push it forward. You know, like wanting to like push music forward. And like all the women I mentioned at the beginning like we're pushing like people are pushing you know and it's like it's it's dope to see that and just wanted to be a part of that and hopefully you know talking to some people hopefully who give me a little bit more of a budget we can get you know to that next level and get the music in front of more people um and I just you know I want to give I'm realizing more and more like not you know being in my little turtle show and my feelings you know like people genuinely really love my music and like need it and are waiting for it you know and so you know, I'm excited. I might do, I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to do a music video or like a little snippet thing for a little bit. Um, Cause that has been kind of a sleeper on, on the EP. Uh, people really like a little bit. So, um, and that would actually be a very <laughs> good video to like 
be in the dystopia and figure that out. Um, so, so that's some of the stuff coming. More, more artists from from the label. Like I said, we we're gonna do some stuff in person. When we can, um, but we might do a, a virtual panel just to like you know say hi to people and and get, have people check in and get some information out to folks. Um, but like yeah, just getting more artists for that. Um, if artists is listening and you know you dope, hit me up. You know because I'm definitely look, looking for artists that I can um, A and R in particular. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's coming. That's the next things I think that I'm, that I can tell you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot. You booked it busy. Right. I guess when I said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So for all of our people, uh, all of our listeners or co-hosts, as we call them, can you just like run down how people can find you, how we can support, do all the things. We're trying to add to your stock account. Right. Please. Um, I am on all the things. Sierra Sean, S-I-A-I-R-A-S-H-A-W-N. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. Not really on Facebook like that. Um, but those two major, all of the streaming platform girls, uh, Spotify, Apple, all those. Uh, how else? Yeah, those are like the major ways to to say hi and get in touch and you know follow and download buy if you want you know you stream but if you want to go ahead and purchase you know go ahead and do that uh i hopefully have some merch coming um i'm very particular about clothes so i don't just want to put like just regular you know some random t-shirts out i want this um, J. walker shirt is what you don't know oh yeah this is some vintage i got this at the at the venture spot out here. I was very happy about this shirt. Um, so yeah, I want to do some shit that I will wear, you know what I mean? So like, um, so that's coming definitely down the pipeline. Um, but yeah, those are all the ways to, to get in touch when we talk to me. I'm very, you know, say hello, you know, I appreciate the hellos. Uh, appreciate anybody, you know, y'all too, and anybody who's listening who does listen to my music and, and tells me that it's very, artists do need that. They'll be like, nobody's here. I'm just putting it out that's my favorite phase i'm just putting it out into ether i don't want to just put it out into the ether people be like sierra please calm right. down <laughs> people are listening it's good uh so i just appreciate this it's been an honor talking to y'all it's been hella fun i appreciate you even having me on so oh my god thank you so much for doing this and talking to our crazy asses for like an hour plus <laughs> letting me stand in person slash no please yes virtually virtual in person all right well that was a great chat, y'all. Listen. Thanks for listening to the guys, everybody. Um, y'all know where to find us at, but more importantly, y'all now know where to find Sierra Sean at. Please mm. clap into the music. Like, you can't recreate the runs, but feel free to try them all. <laughs> um, you know, make sure you head to your Instagram and sing on your live, or me on your stories, you know, pass the word. Also, Siri, you always pop up in the Spotify playlist. Like, Spotify don't play about you. It knows my heart. I be casually down to the R and B, the A R E and B, and it be like, oh, we give you Sierra Show again and again and again. (laughs) Well, that in particular is the playlist that I would love to be on that I'm not on. But yeah, somebody, especially the earlier, the last year, somebody at Spotify definitely liked me. So shout out to Spotify. Shout out to Apple Music. They've been really supportive um, and put me on playlists. Cause it's a whole bunch of stands over there, Apple Music. That's why Brandy stuff had a whole bunch of the head dude over there loves loves R and B for real. So, um, so thank you for some of the stuff. But yeah, Spotify actually anybody listening, I need to get on some more playlists. So, 
Oh, yeah. I'm not going to give you a look up. Hook <laughs> <laughs> me up, you know what I mean? Thank you so much. Well, you enjoy the rest of your early afternoon because it's what, 12? Yes, I think it's what, 12 30 now? So get your little lunch in. <laughs> Thank no, you. Like Y'all hey. I will. <laughs>